Well, hello there, and welcome to Chronicles of Power, a podcast dedicated to the world of power, where I review and break down the latest episode in the Powerverse. We are brought to you by Private Listed, your source for all things music, sports, culture, and entertainment. Follow the new page at Chronicles of Power on Instagram. You can find us on youtube.com slash PVTLSTD. My name is Charlie Clips. Excuse me. I'm sorry. My name is actually Kiwi. <laughs> My name is Kiwi, and I'll be your guide as we break down third season of Razor Cated. Today, we are going to be talking about episode 303, Open for Business, written by Mr. Michael M. Chang and directed by Bobby Kennedy. And today, I have a very, 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 very special guest in the building with me, and I'm super duper excited. You may know him as a battle rapper. I definitely know him as a battle rapper. And the reason why I said my name was Charlie Clips was just to like give you guys a hint to tell you who was going to be here. But we got the real DNA in the building. Say hello to the people. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I am so excited to have you here because your recaps or your rap recaps have been keeping us alive throughout the entire season, even though it's only been three episodes. But I was so excited to see that you did them. When did you start doing these? So actually, I was doing, I've been doing recaps for like five years. What? Yeah. So I, um, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Like, uh, I, every time I started doing like a series of them, it would like unlock, um, you know, of course, some people that do know me, but also unlock people that are not familiar with me, but just like, yo, what that guy's doing is amazing. So I started like, uh, I think season four of the original power. And when I started then, um, that was like what 2018, and it was like going, it was going okay. Certain people was talking about it, uh-huh. and then towards, I want to say by like season six of Power, the last season, it started picking up, and then um, 50 Cent wound up posting like three of my recaps that I did. So that was like the first, like big um, like push w- wave yeah of me doing the recaps. So after that, then a bunch of people started like getting hip to me doing them, and then um. I was just like, I got to continue it. So when Ghost happened, Force happened, BMF and Raising Canaan, I was doing them, but it wasn't as consistent as I was with Power. So it would be like, I'll do episodes here, then I'll stop. And then like, it just, I never really got through a full season. But once I linked up with Tank. um, And for those who don't know who Tank is. Big Tank is the music supervisor of everything in the Power universe and, and BMF. So once I linked up with Tank, um, this season when I started doing it, he started sharing them to Sasha Penn. And uh, and when Sasha Penn started seeing it, he was like, yo, this is amazing. So he, he started posting it. And I feel like once he posted it, then, I'm, then I feel like that was just the wave of everybody now that didn't know about it seeing it. Then the Raising Canaan page posted it, then all your platforms posted it, yeah. other ones <laughs> did. And then um, then it just... Now, now it's like a thing. Like on Friday, now everybody, yeah, everybody's looking for that. They want to see the recap. So yeah, it's like a long, it's a long journey, but it's been, it's been, um, it's been fun because I'm, I'm a fan of the show. So it's not like I'm doing Clearly, it, do it. Yeah, you've been watching since the original Power. You're definitely a fan yeah. of the show because you yeah. and Presley breakdown, like you just told me, and I'm, and I'm new to your breakdowns. You've been breaking down all of the series, so you have BMF under your belt. You have Raising Caden. You have Force. You have power you have ghosts under your belt so it's not like you just a fly by night fan you you've been here this entire time and i'm super duper excited about that i'm so glad i found you no i'm so glad that sasha Penn found you too yeah, so you know, 
Wait, hold on. I think I also remember something. You know what? Because now that you say that, I'm like, didn't they play one of your songs in Force? Actually, it was like a pivotal scene. Isn't it when Diamond turns from like yeah. good to shoe Diamond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the blood is on the wall after he um, stabs the PO, my song plays at the end. So that was actually, so that was actually like my first one um, that got played in the Power Universe. But um, shout out to Big Tank again. All this year, like I've been starting to get my placements like They've been landed, but they've been airing. So one of them was in um, the Praise This movie with uh, Drewski and Chloe Bailey. Then I had a song in Kevin Durant's um, TV show, Swagger. And then I had a song in The Shy. And then now it's Force. And then I, now I got a whole bunch of other stuff like coming in the power unit. Okay, so then be, I know that we're going to meet in person and we're going to we're gonna talk about all of the great things that you do. But I do have a, a quick question for you before we start breaking down the episode. Um, considering that you're a battle rapper and that's what most people know you for do you think that it's has it been hard for you to transition into television and film in terms of getting placement for your songs like how long has that taken for this to happen um no it hasn't taken long at all you know it's so crazy when I first did it my vision was like I wanted my recaps to um because I know I know you've been watching just as long as I you remember when like Terrence and them used to come on at the end of the Yes, I remember. Yeah, that was like my initial goal. Like I wanted my recap to be at the end of um the show, like when they went into that. Like I don't know if I would come on there and rap or they would play it. That's what I wanted to do. And then when I linked up with Tank, he was telling me like all the politics of, you know, even though the recaps are amazing, like why that couldn't happen. And he presented me with the idea of like, yo, but like you trying to get your songs in the, in the shows? And I was like, I never thought about that. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a great idea. So then he sent me the beats, and then it was just, the rest was history from there. So, like, it was never something I was really looking, like, trying to pursue. But, like, as soon as it came about, like, I wound up sending them, like, 50 songs. And then, you know, that's the thing with battle rap is, like, everybody sees us be so amazing on the stage. But then a lot of times people don't know if you could transition to be able to rhyme on beat and actually compose a song. So once I sent them the songs, he was like, yo... Like, yo, you should be sound. Like, you, you can make good music. So I'm like, yeah. And then I, after that, you just started placing them. I'm glad you said that because my next question was like, you know, I'm actually I'm actually really impressed with your work because most battle rappers, they struggle with making songs. Like, can they give us bars? Yes. But can they make a song or a book? Not so much. <laughs> but you know, you, know, you know what that is? Like, not to touch on that, because I know we got to break down the episode, not to go too deep. But I, I feel like I do agree with that to a certain extent, because I feel like when it first happened, like, the representation of us was, um was like, it was bad. Like, for the people that were, <laughs> like, yeah, for the people that were, like, doing battle rap before I was doing it, like, the songs that they put out, um like, it wasn't a good representation. But now I feel like, with my class on, because I came into Battle Rap in 2009, I feel like everybody that came in when I came in, they actually make good music. It's just certain people don't pursue it as much as others. Like Sue Surf, I came in with him, and he's like probably the most popular battle rapper for making music. So I, I just feel like one, and we also haven't got presented the opportunity because people right. just look at you in that lane. So that's why yeah. for me, I always try to like do things that have people see me in a different light. Like, oh, wow, he could do that, too. So. So, you know, I kudos to you. I'm glad that you are that you are able to at least be truthful and honest and say, like, hey, there are some struggles in, yeah. in that arena. 
but there are people who who we can't necessarily just pigeonhole and put in a box and say, oh, well, you're a part of that demographic, so therefore you can't come over into here. And shout out to Tank and 50 for one, putting you on and saying, hey, you may not be able to do it through this avenue, but we can show you another road where you can still get in. And that's why I love these shows because everyone gets a job. Yeah. (laughs) Always something for you to do. Always something. All right. So episode 303, tell me your initial thoughts. Um, so like me being a writer, like just doing music, I know sometimes certain episodes, you know, like it's, um, certain episodes don't have the action pack. I feel like this episode wasn't action packed as in the first one. Like, I feel like out of all three, the first episode was action packed. Like and two, because Aubrey kind of came through and <laughs> yeah, he came through yeah, yeah, with the killing. Yeah. They got kidnapped. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you're actually right. The first two were, <laughs> but I feel like this one. I don't want to say more important, but this one is more pivotal than those other two because I feel like it leads up to what's about to happen. Like, this was a setup episode. Everybody I agree. setting up what they're about to get into, like Jukebox with the with the singing career, Lou trying to get back into music even though he didn't make an audition. Now you start seeing Ronnie actually start making moves, talking. You kind of see the plot with him, uniquely <laughs> set, to, set up with the distro, Rock, um, Boz the Salon. Like, everybody's making that, Kane and them actually getting the game. So everybody's, like, making that next move to where I feel like episode four is, episode four is like, we're going to see, like, the aftermath. All righty. So let's talk about it. So we opened up the episode with Ronnie, and we, every time I see Ronnie on screen, the only thing I can hear is the Halloween theme music <laughs> or Michael Myers, because I know... Whenever he's there, something bad is about to happen. Or I just get like the heebie-jeebies or like just the creeps just looking at him. Um, wait, wait, did you go to the premiere? No, no, no. I was supposed to. I got invited, but I had the, um, my daughter was in the hospital. so. I oh, no. Yeah, she's okay, I'm, though. She's okay? Okay. Yeah, she's okay. She's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, so, okay. I had like yeah. a moment. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, she's, okay. she's okay. She's okay. All righty. So, um, so I met the actor who plays <laughs> Ronnie, right? Mm-hmm. And even in real life, he's mad intense. I'm just like, all right, keep your words limited. Say I, bye, take the picture, and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but for good reason. So in this, in the opening scene, we see why everyone has been afraid of Ronnie thus far. I've seen a lot of people say he hasn't done anything. Why are y'all so scared of him? What what is it? I'm like, everything points to insane, crazy. The bird, all the birds, they're not. All the screws, they're not tight, okay? Yeah. So, and he showed us why. He pretty much pulverized someone's head between a car door and the the frame of the car. All because he said he wasn't dressed properly for the club. So, if this is any indication of what we're going to get for the rest of the season from Ronnie, just know that we are in for a bumpy, bumpy ride with Ronnie. Um, I don't see I don't see how him and Unique can coexist in the same household, the same familial structure, the same business structure. I just don't see those two coexisting for too much longer. And we saw in the episode that Ronnie isn't too keen on Unique working with Rock. And why he hasn't taken her out yet. Why 
he isn't moving, why his strategy for moving drugs isn't what it used to be from before. Even though Unique is pretty patient with Ronnie, he's telling him like, hey, we can't do hand-to-hands anymore. It's not the same way how it was from before you went into prison. And Rock is out of the game now. So she's not even a problem. But Ronnie, he may as well have said that to a dog sitting on the street because Ronnie didn't hear anything. It just went right by his head. He didn't hear none of it. So then now we move from Ronnie and Unique. Actually, let me let me get your thoughts on that. How do you feel about Ronnie and Unique's relationship so far? Um, I think it's like a position of power relationship. Like when, um, and and the reason why I like, I mean, obviously it's based on real life things, but the way they, the way the writers and everybody goes into detail with how things transpire, it's like very realistic. Like if you have an older brother or just anybody, a friend, and last time you see him, like you handed them the business, you was the top guy. It's always going to be that position of power in anything that you're doing in life when you come back because you want to return in the same spot that you left off. But it usually doesn't go like that because things change. So I think that's where it really is. It's like a power struggle. And I mean, or else did we see that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I so also saw that in all of the powers, right? So like we see that yeah. with the Samson brothers, we see that between Diamond and Jannar. We see that even between Ghost and Caden. It, and, yeah. and Tommy, right? So yeah. remember, the whole beef with Ghost and Kanan is because Ghost, well, obviously, Ghost set him up to put him in jail, but they also wanted to move the business in a different way, which is why Breeze was killed in the first place. But we're not going to go on a tangent. I promise. <laughs> I promise we're not going to go on a tangent. Yeah, so, I, feel like, I feel like this, though, right? Because you covered everything with Ronnie. I feel like people are not paying attention to what is Unique's game plan because there is one. Okay, like, what's Unique's game plan? You think? I mean, I can't really pinpoint it, but I feel like it's to it's to keep Ronnie at bay, keep him calm until he gets whatever he has in motion, and then there's something that he's plying with Rock. Like why everybody's looking at Ronnie, I don't feel like Unique is a sitting duck. Like I know he's smart enough to know I'm gonna get this out of Rock, and I gotta play this guy like this because it's my brother, and I know how. You know what I mean? Off the handle here. So that's what I that's what I'm ready to see. Like, how does it unfold? Like, I we kind of get what Ronnie's gonna do. But what is Unique gonna do when Ronnie is ready to take out Rock or take him out? And I, I don't think Unique is like that many steps behind as people may may think. I I completely disagree. I think that Unique is I don't think that Unique is dumb. And I do think that he's strategic because he is, he still has his feet in the game and he still has his feet in the water, so to speak. He's not completely submerged, but he's still trying to test out where he can maneuver at this point. He knows that the Italians are slippery, like Rock says. And he knows that now he has to get into bed with the Chinese in terms of distributing the drugs from the Italians. However, I don't think he has a full handle on his brother. And he definitely and will never have a full handle on Rock. I don't even know how long this relationship that he has with Rock will last because she's already told him, hey, you're around me. And because you're around me, I don't want any problems. So you need to watch out for yourself and whatever else you have going on around you. 
And it's also so funny that he failed to mention that his brother got out of prison to rock. He also didn't mention that he's going to be working with the Chinese to rock, but that could be coming in the next episode. We never know, but I doubt he's going to tell her that. But that's why I think it's all part of his plan. So eventually he's going to have to get rock to take out run. And that's why he's playing his cards right to, to not mean to, to know what's going on. I mean, I do feel like, he got caught slipping with, with, with Ronnie seeing him come out the crib on that. Sir, but. sir, Keith, that, that's my, I was getting, that that was going to be my initial point, but I was going to talk to that, talk about that towards the end of the episode. But if anything lets me know that he's not on his P's and Q's, someone has been following him this entire time and he has no clue. His brother has been following him. His brother now knows where Rock lives. How he knows how to do that, I don't know if he has a tracker on on you. Because yeah. I'm like, how did he know to follow him? Where did? How was he just driving around? He was just in the house with the girlfriend. How did he just all of a sudden end up on Rock's block? And it's not like Rock lives on. Uh, wait, you're from? Are you from Brooklyn or are you from Queens? No, I'm from Queens. Okay, it's not like she lives on Springfield Boulevard. She's in, she's tucked away somewhere. Yeah, so it's not yeah, like it's a main road. She's in Laurelton. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's not on the main road. She's come, She's like in, she's in a cut. So how Ronnie was able to spot Unique on Queen Streets and did not probably, because was, was he driving? I can't remember if he was driving, but let's say he was. He's just following him and he, and he didn't pick it up yet. And it's kind of, I don't know how much longer he has here on this side of the earth. <laughs> or the side of the grass. So let me ask you this question, right? Because this, this is the number one question that's going around. Do you think Ronnie is Breeze? Okay, so here's how I've been rationalizing Ronnie being Breeze or not being Breeze. Initially, I thought that Ronnie was Breeze, but here's why I think he can't be. Only because... If we get introduced to Breeze now, that means that the story has to speed up in some sort of way. Because if it is Ronnie, it just doesn't make sense in terms of the timeline to me. And if they ha if it had to be him, they would have to start speeding up the story. And I don't remember Kaden meeting Breeze so early in the game. That's my arguments against it. My arguments for it. There's no, I, from what they describe of Breeze, this could possibly be him. But the way how, in terms of physicality, but Breeze was supposed to be more debonair, um, a little bit more put together and not as intense as how Ronnie is. From what I remember anyway, I could be wrong. I may have to rewatch the episodes, but I don't, I don't think, that Ronnie is Breeze because I don't know how long Ronnie is gonna last. He's gonna have to die. For sure, for sure. <laughs> He's gonna have to die. So my thing is, right? Someone this crazy doesn't last until Ghost gets older. Yeah, my my thing on it is this, right? I feel like when they wrote the original power, they didn't know Razor Canaan was gonna happen. So I kind of right. black out. Anything that was said there, because I don't think that's going to match the timeline. No. 
don't do that because there are Easter eggs that they have been uh, planting all around. They they still call back to those old episodes, and I want you to go check something. So I'll let you finish your thought, and then I'm going to bring something up to you. Okay. I mean, like, I, you, you could put me on, but me, I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, um, like when they said like Breeze was like um, like follow the routine. I think they're gonna still keep that in play. But the okay. part about like him being calculated and all of that, like I don't know if we got enough of his character to know that it can't be um run. But okay, I will say this though, right? Because I don't know if it's running either. But I will say this because I'm so in tune. This has nothing to even do with the episode. <laughs> I've been following Sasha Penn and before. This season even started. He put the plane. Yeah, the plane that said Breeze. Yeah. Breeze. So what I do know that I feel like is Breeze will show up before season three ends because there's no other reason to to tease and put that up before season three. So I believe we're going to see him. I want to ask him so bad. Why did you put that? (laughs) Like, even I want to feel like, why why did you do that? Because I feel the same way, too. Why else would he put? The plane up that says breathe if nah, he's, he's not going to be introduced, right? Yeah, but if he's going to be introduced, I don't think that it's going to be Roddy anymore. Initially, I thought Roddy was Breeze, but now yeah. that I'm watching the show, I'm like, maybe it's Nerd. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like you said, I feel like every season you need that person that shakes things up or adds, you know what I mean, a new... You know, remember um on uh Power Book Two, what was the Dante? Remember he yeah. was the he like he was he was like a Ronnie. The girl who had a snitching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the menace of the season. So I feel like that's Ronnie for this season. But yeah, I don't think he's Breeze because it's just. But then you see that you see the teaser in the trailer with Kanan, like we start. Wait, wait, don't talk about that right yet. Okay, okay, okay. So let's move on from Roddy. Let's we'll move on from Roddy Unique. Let me see what else happened with Unique that we had to talk about. We he did set up with the Chinese, so we spoke about that. Uh, I'm just going through my notes here. Okay, so he makes a deal with Juan, who is the Vietnamese heroin supplier, and that's the new game now that Unique is going to be running. Let's go to, should we go to Rock? Let's go to Rock. Actually, let's talk about something happy. Kind of happy. So, Jukebox, I think that this story, if anything that I have taken away from Raven Caden, uh, Jukebox probably has the most tragic story of all of them, mm-hmm. at least from what we know so far. Yeah. Um, it's so heartbreaking to watch her prepare for all of these things and sing and try out and audition. And we know how her story ends, which is why I say, hey, I can't just put out of my mind what happened in the original power because I know what happens to these characters. And I think that that's what pulls at the heartstring even more because we know how her story ends. She was really a fine little girl, right? She loved polo, like me. (laughs) She loved to sing. She loved hip-hop. She loved to dress. And she had a dad who didn't really understand her lifestyle, especially at that time in 1991. And she had some hardships. Her mother was killed. Her dad was initially rough on her. 
her first love was killed, but you know, her dad is coming around. Her first love was killed and she's seeing so much death and violence around her. It's only but so much more that she could take. I saw someone, I was sitting, I was watching a London Browns live. I forget which day it was. He does, he does them pretty frequently, but someone in the comments asked him a question. Uh, when is juke gonna when is jukebox gonna turn into the jukebox that we see and like my question is like are we watching the same show they are giving you all of the bits and pieces of what could possibly make someone turn this cold or this evil or turn down that path look at all of the pain that she has had to go through so far and she's not even 18 yet she her mother is gone from before even when her mother didn't die her mother abandoned yeah, the type her. Of mother that yeah. And her mother left her. She had to stay with her father. Her father is a gangster. Whether he wears hard bottom shoes or Tim's or not, he's still a gangster. And he's putting in work daily. Okay. And she is, she and her cousin are left to their own devices and the things that they get into, whether it be boosting or selling drugs, they're still making a way for themselves. And she's still trying to figure things out. She doesn't have any, she doesn't really have mentorship. She does have the love of her aunt, but her aunt is still juggling the drug world, her son, and all of the other killings that are going on around her, in addition to her mother being murdered at her aunt's house. So for people that are asking what turned her into the person that we saw in the original iteration of power, you are getting all of it <laughs> right now. It's not just one simple life event that's going to change a person there are tons of events that are molding her into the person that we eventually come to know agree agree <laughs> okay but in lighter news i'm so glad that we get to see like happy moments with her right like we see her singing with lou they still got lou making music in an apartment now and he's still miserable he's still fuck rock right everybody is fuck rock and kaden oh i gotta talk to you about kaden I know you probably not going to agree with me with what I say about Katie, but I got to, we got to talk about him. But they're in the apartment. Um, we saw Uncle Marvin or Drew Fox's dad go, whoop, 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 whoop. And for those of you who don't know, that's a callback to Arsenio Hall when they used to go, whoop, 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 in the beginning of the shows. So, um, and then he's excited for how good she sounds and the beat that Lou makes. And what does Lou do? Lou goes to a bar, gets into a fight, and there's a callback to Da's effects there, which I'm really, really happy that they did. I, I like a lot of the hip-hop callbacks that we do uh, because I don't feel like we do enough of those just in regular, just living day-to-day. -day. So shout out to whoever's idea it was for them to do uh, Ode to Da's effects in the, <laughs> in the bar that Lou was in. And then Lou defends their honor gets into a fight, gets arrested, and isn't able to show up for jukebox for her audition. How many different times is he going to let her down? First, he let Zisa steal her song. Then he doesn't show up for her audition, but she still killed the audition. Thank goodness. And, but her, and the most important part was that her dad was there to support her. Aunt Rock wasn't there. Cousin Kanan wasn't there. Uncle Lou wasn't there, but her dad, the most important part person, was there to support her. He was there for her the entire time. 
Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I feel like you can already see um how because I mean we know we know she's gonna get into um <clears throat> the singing group with one of them, but you could just see like you were saying Some people don't know that. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But but I'm saying like we just know that it's not gonna end. Like so we know she's not gonna be a singer. That that's basically where I'm getting at. So I'm saying that to say like with Lou letting her down and all that, I can kind of almost see like whenever they do return to like be in the same space again, like she's probably gonna be done with them. So like you can already see the coldness coming from her in terms of like how she'll treat him moving forward because it's like fool me once, shame on you, fool me again. Like I mean, whatever the saying is, but <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. At this at this point. I, I I think um I think yeah their relationship is gonna be if not done but it's gonna have a lot of repairing to do because that was yeah. a big thing. Yeah, and that that's a big thing for him to miss. And she already she already called it out to him too. She was like, "Hey, you gave my song away, and I don't trust yeah, don't, yeah, don't you. Yeah, do I'm coming again. back to you again, and yeah. look at what you do." Um, I also so I I worry about what her patience level is gonna be with him, but I also I'm a little concerned about his relationship going forward with Marvin, right? Because Marvin is pretty, he's like by the book. Rock needs me to do this. I'm going to do it. He pushes back to her when he has to, for instance, with the scene from last season where they have that heart to heart. Not last season. I think it may have been the one. season before. It's season yeah, one when one. they're in the church. Mm -hmm. And he talks to her like, hey, I'm your bigger brother. You can't treat me like this. And she tells him, like, hey, you started using it, so I couldn't you couldn't run the business the way how it needed to be run. So I had to take the reins. But I think since they've had that conversation, the dialogue between them has been a bit has been a bit better and they have been able to work through some issues that they have. I say all of that to say he does not have the same patience for he he I don't know how long he will have the same patience for Lou that he has had for him historically. Rock is already at her wit's end with Lou, which is why she they had that whole breakdown last season where she was like, I owed you, right? Where they do and I love that scene. That's probably one of my she favorite should, scenes. She should get nominated for that scene. I like I I don't know what we have to do to get this woman nominated for Emmy because yeah, this she's is amazing. Ridiculous at this point. Yeah. But that's a whole nother tangent that we could go down another day because we're already 30 minutes in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do question what is Marvin's relationship going to be like with Lou after this has happened? Um, I feel, I feel like the new space that Marvin is in, the old Marvin, I would say, is over. The new Marvin, I feel like he's going to check him about it and talk to him about it, but He's like he's in a different space, so I feel like they, I feel like they will have a better relationship or have a relationship before him and Jukebox actually will, because okay. he knows, because you know what it is, uh, it's like, even from a real aspect of real life, it's like a kid is never gonna know why somebody's not delivering when they say they're gonna do something because they just want the the gift or the time or everything spent, but the adult that knows the dynamic of it has a better understanding. If okay, is this some BS or is this a legitimate reason why this person is going through this? So who better than Marvin to know 
like we was really messed up with, with behind like the way Rock treated him. And Marvin kind of, even though he's like you said, he's gonna do what Rock says, but he understands the other side of it of like, yo, like she doesn't have a heart, she doesn't have regard, she doesn't, she doesn't have feelings. It's just get the job done. And Lou <laughs> is not, you know what I mean? He's not he's not militant as much as Marvin. So I feel like once Lou's able to be transparent with him about that, like this is still messing with me or doing that, I feel like they'll be able to at least have some type of a relationship. But I think Jukebox is just, she's going to be done with him. Okay. All righty. Fair enough. Um, I do think Lou was militant to an extent up until the point where he, he had to kill, up, I think from before Scrap, right? Even with her getting him to kill D-Wiz, that, I yeah. think that's where the breakdown where started. started to happen. Yeah, that's but, where the breakdown started yeah, to happen. Breaking point, I think, was like scrapping. Like, that's when he was like, all right, enough is enough. I think the breaking point for him was when he tells her that he wants to get out and she won't let him do it. Yeah. And she keeps manipulating him to stay. Yeah. I, I think that that's pretty much it. And then now all of the killing that happened at the studio and now he has no more studio. Oh, well, not even that. Now she wants out. And now she wants out, yeah. And so, that, so, the I mean, that, so that yeah, part, yeah. this part down, he's like, now she wants to leave? Yeah, now you want to leave. Like, basically, when when, you, when you're when done already, now you want to get out of here. But when I've been said, this is not how I'm trying to continue to live my life, you told me that we have no other option. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. All right, see, there it goes. There it goes. Now, let's get to my buddy. Oh, boy. Let's get to Kanan and Famous. I have been holding this in for the past three episodes. But Kanan's voice or the actor that plays Kanan, it is driving me up the wall. <laughs> like, I love Sun. He's a great actor. Nice young actor. But this soft frock, the way he bite down on his, on his back teeth and, he, and his tongue don't hit the front teeth. Where he got to talk about his mother? Oh my God, have mercy. That shit is driving me wild. Why does he have to talk so exaggerated? I know 50 has like a a different dialect or like his, his uh, tone. Nah, after he got different. shot. Yeah, right. It was after he got shot. But little Katie ain't get shot yet. So what? Why? No, but you, but I, I mean, I believe, I, I know, you know, it's always, um, you know, with these shows, it's always going to be something that people, can take from it and make it make it a thing, and that and that is one of them. Like I see a lot of people say that, but I think they just want him to mirror um how Fifty sounded so much that they have him doing that. So so I think that's the reason why you know they try to get him to do you know the voice because it's almost like I mean we had Fifty at the end or the beginning of every episode, and then you could tell that like that's what they're going for with the. I right, I'm gonna leave you alone <laughs> because. I don't. I'm, I'm just trying to make reasoning of it. I'm not saying everybody's going to appreciate it. I but. know exactly what they're yeah. going for. I'm just saying it sounds bad. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it at all. Like because in the first two, the first two seasons, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was okay. I saw what they were doing. They were trying to get him to sound like Kanan. But I'm now, be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I got used to it. He was doing it in the first seasons. He was doing it off the rip. And I feel like now he kind of harnessed into it. <laughs> but like, I feel like, I feel, yeah, I feel like he's been doing this since episode one. And like, like now I'm used to it. So it's not even like, a, 
So I don't know. Maybe my ears just uh, my ears were deaf to it. Before. You know, you know what it is though. What? It wasn't fuck rock that. So maybe <laughs> fuck rock is, you know what I mean? What got everybody really harnessing them. Right. You're right. Maybe it's the fuck rock part that's kind of making me making me tuned into did, it. Did you see the? Did you see the? Did you see the other kid that is doing the imitations of it? Oh, the Can't kids it? that are in the back of Star It. It starts City. <laughs> yeah, and um, Kane. Yeah, Kane reposted it. So uh, oh, it, Makai reposted it. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's definitely it's definitely what everybody's saying. It's funny though to me. Yes. Okay. So him and so between him and between Lou and Kanan, I don't know who can't stand rock more at this point. But um, everything is fuck rock at this point. Fuck rock. Everything. Everything. Fuck rock. I hate that this is happening. But so um, speaking of fuck rock, so Brock comes to the apartment and they are pretty much living in squalor. They don't have no food in the house. Kanan is there. Not Kanan, uh, Famous is there, excuse me. Famous is there, he's sleeping, and Rock comes in, and she's like, you know, what's going on? Who is Kanan hanging out with? What are you doing? She gives him money, and she leaves. She says, if you guys need anything, you can come to me. And what does silly-ass Famous go do? He doesn't even, like, sit on the information for a little bit. He has the money. <laughs> he has the money, and he immediately, as soon as Kanan comes through the door, hey, Rock stopped by and it's almost like psycho lights come on. He's like, who? Why you let Rock come in here? And I got I got a little scared for a second. And I want to say this scene was actually a pretty good scene because I was like, oh, there goes the Caden that we know because he got so serious for a second. It like smacked him, smacked his own little friend and said, don't ever let her back in here again. And I'm not taking nothing from her because why? It's fuck. You want you want to know why I, why I enjoyed that scene the most because why no because I feel like um like when you when you sign yourself up for like those type of um like missions in life like getting into the drug game it speeds everything up but it's also like a life lesson like if we look at it from them not being in the drug game it's regular you always have that friend that talks about all these aspirations all these things they want to do but they're never really putting any foot to like get it done they're just talking that's famous and then mm-hmm. he's really just being manipulated because you could also tell like this is not really the life that's for him so all of that You're talking about going- the famous right yeah like the life yeah. is not for famous okay yeah so with all that going on in a perfect world it's like if this was anything else it's just like okay i'm gonna just go do this and my friend is gonna go do this but now when you sign yourself up for it the lesson in that is you signed yourself up for this you sign yourself up to be in a drug game, to be a gangster, to be in the streets, and now there's no turning back, there's no falling from it, and now the person that you got, his mind state is, because this is what happens to people in life, they both don't get along with their mother at this point, and they both- But, but Famous wants to go back, he's like, you know, he my wants mom to go back. back, told me to come, I'm gonna go. But, but, but what I'm just saying is just like, with, with people in life, like if you put two kids together and they grow up in the same type of environment, one one person is broken by the environment and another person takes the stuff that happens in the environment and they make something out of it. Mm-hmm. Kanan, even though I don't, like, if you're talking about just a regular child, I don't agree with my child becoming a drug dealer, but he's not just going to sit around and do nothing. He's going to make something from his environment. He's just becoming a product of it. And famous is going to get torn down by the environment. So that's what's happening. Like, one person is 
this happened, I'm going to be a go-getter and go get this. And the other person is just like, I'm going to just take whatever comes because I really don't want to do this. And I'm not really, it's not a hustler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, he's a civilian. Like we can call a spade a spade here. Yeah. He is a civilian. He is not about that life. He doesn't want to do any of that. Even when Kanan broaches the topic with him and say, in talking about the courier service using Simrad, Am I saying his name right? If I if I got that name wrong, guys, I will co- go and correct myself the next call, time at import. It, Simrad, so. it, it is Simrad, but well, yes, or Simrad I, or something. It's, it's something along those lines. If I have that name incorrect, I will correct myself next episode, guys. So please bear with me. But he goes to Simrad. We find out that famous goes there. You know, gets high, eats Simrad's sons, Captain, uh, Captain Crunch, Crunch and. <laughs> Kanan is embarrassed, but comes still comes back with a deal. He was able to make a deal with Simrad, whereas the couriers will uh, just be the ones to handle all of the drug operation. And this way, he takes less of the liability and he is out of harm's way, which is very, very smart, which is something that we've already learned from Kanan, from older Kanan. We've already known that Kanan, little Kanan, is pretty bright, right? He was supposed to go to Brooklyn Tech or... Uh, Stuyvesant. He was supposed to take one of the gifted tests. We don't have those in New York. I, wait, do those schools still exist? Because I know that when de Blasio was leaving, they had stopped like specialized schools, but I, I think... think when, I was, when I was in school, uh-huh. it was the early 2000s, it was still around. Yeah, they were still around. I mean, up until de Blasio left, and that was what, two, a year and a half ago? They, they were still around. Uh, but whatever the case is, those schools are like extremely elite schools for them for people to go to especially at that time and even up until probably about two three years ago i do believe that stuyvesant and brooklyn tuck still exist i could double check that and i will come back to correct myself if i need to but whatever the case is we know that he's not a dummy and we also know that he still has some sort of business acumen to him because look at his parents right Uh, his mother rather and his uncles they all have something going for them. Whether we think that Lou is not a soldier or not, he still was able to work within the music business just off of what he 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 yeah, has. They're all hustlers. Yes, they're all hustlers. And Kanan is the shoe. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He has found a way to secure a business for him where it doesn't give him too much exposure. He doesn't have to carry the drugs. The couriers will. And I thought that this was a brilliant idea. And they'll be making money hand over fist. More money than they've been making so far. They haven't been evicted from the apartment yet. And I think that this will help them keep the apartment. I don't know how much longer Rock is going to stand for this back and forth where her kid is not living in her house anymore. I'm surprised she actually let it go on for this long. I mean, so, she's guilty. And she's, a, and, she's a, and she's a mother. She is a mother, and I'm, that's why I'm saying, like, I don't know how much longer Kanan is going to be able to get away with this. Even when he sold drugs from the stash house, I was surprised she didn't, like, lose it over that. But No, but I'm, I'm saying she's a, she's a woman, and she's guilty. Oh, you're saying that she doesn't really have that much power, physical power over no, him? No, not, not It's just like, you, you know, a, a, a girl can manipulate her dad. A boy can manipulate their mom. And, she, and this manipulation comes from, I mean, she set him up to kill his father. So, like, that got away on you to be like, I right, he's wild. Let me let, me let him breathe. <laughs> let me let him Yeah, I did. I did send him on a gummy mission to kill his father in the park, and he didn't even know it was his father. So, like, I think, I think that's what's going on. Like, she's having a lot of, like, 
you know, like at the same time, she wants to go in and be the mom that says, yo, you're not doing this. You know what I mean? I guess slap him up, reprimand him. But then it's like, you, you ate it. You kind of are part of the reason why he's like this. So like, yeah. you might just need yeah. to, you know, fall back and try to give him space. That's like what I think she's trying to do. Okay, so three episodes. He got so far. He has excuse me, guys. He has three episodes of space. Let's see how much space she's gonna give him after this. Because I have a feeling she's not gonna be giving him too much. Oh no, 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 no! Not because now it's getting out of hand. Now it's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. This is this is fucking ridiculous at this point. Getting out of hand. So I don't know how much longer this is gonna last. I think probably actually, you know, we do have a mid-season break. So we have two more episodes. We have episodes four and five, and then there's a break in between, and then they come back. I think by episode five, Kaden will be back in his mother's house. I can definitely, <laughs> I can guarantee you, he's not going to be staying outside of that house for too much longer. How long he stays in the house, that's a, that's a whole nother uh, story. Now. Who else did we have to talk about? So we talked about Ronnie. We talked about Lou. Okay. We talked about Lou getting arrested. And we find out more about the Thomas family. So Lou lets us in on his dad. And there was something that they that he spoke about with the dad. Oh, wait. Hold up. Let me ask you a question. Did you feel like some sort of chemistry between him and the bartender, the owner of the bar? Yeah, I feel like I was like, I hope they don't have blue star fucking this lady. Please, God. No, no, no. Please, y'all. Yeah, yep, 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 mine, yep, mine is all the way left. When I say chemistry, <laughs> I feel like chemistry, like, ready to work together and do, like, you know, some sort of, like, hip hop thing where he brings artists in or some, 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 something to that degree. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's romantic. I hope. Because I was like, Lord have mercy. They be itching to have people on screen hugging and kissing each other. And I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't think that's that's happening in the, I mean, everything's been happening, but I don't think they would put that in the <laughs> forefront as like, like one of the, one of the things that they want Lou to get into. Like, no. Okay. So uh, Lou is, has still has the music bug and he finds a bar and it just so happens out of all of the bars that you could have walked into he walks into this bar and this lady i did not put her name in my notes so please excuse me guys um she actually knew lou's dad and he lou's dad was a jazz musician and lou said something to her like he lost his way and he he didn't keep up with the music. And I'm like, well, that sounds familiar. <laughs> you don't think that that sounds like you? But, <laughs> but you know, like he, he sits there, he drinks. and then He said he gave up on everything. He gave up on everything. Yeah, that was the that was like the key point of where I'm like, that's what's happening to you. Right. That's so. what's happening to you, my boy. <laughs> and, you, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> look at history repeating itself. Um. I'm curious how far this will go. I know he comes back to the bar. He does apologize for what happened after he is let out from lockup. And he does apologize. And he says that, you know, he'll help bring an axe. And I'm, I was happy for that because at least that this will give him some sort of purpose. He doesn't have to sit in the house and sulk about fuck rock anymore. He doesn't have to worry about being involved in whatever business dealings they have going on. Marvin, though. Let's talk about Uncle Marvin. Now, I feel like I'm a teacher. Does everybody remember who that person was that Uncle Marvin went to go save? 
Yeah, that was the guy from the meetings. There we go. Freddie, Freddie first had a um, they had a, like a back and forth for argument, and they wanted right. to come cool at the end. Exactly. That is Gerald. So remember, Gerald and Marvin were arguing. They he had jokes about his hair or lack thereof, and Marvin is still, uh, Marvin is still healed. He's still going through his process. And apparently so is Gerald. Gerald is having a hard time. We find out that he works for the Village Voice. And he's still struggling with addiction. And of all the people that he could have called or didn't have access to call, he called Marvin. And that says a lot, right? I think that Marvin has been given a lot of chances to pay it forward. Especially like what we learned with him and Debo, where he pays it forward with letting Debo get on the the elevator and that ended up saving his life because Debo was the one that let him come into his apartment when the Italians came and they were shooting everyone up and I wonder how this is going to help Marvin in the long run because I do look at this scene as him paying it forward for something because they wouldn't just introduce this character for no reason this person definitely is going to have something going on. There's going to be some sort of character development with uh, Gerald and Marvin together. So I wonder how these two are going to play a role in each other's lives going forward. But whatever the case is, in the scene, uh, Marvin comes. They initially tell him $300, but they hike it up to $500 once they see him. And he saves him and takes him home. So any closing remarks from you? Um, no, I, I, I really like the character, um, how in depth they go with Marvin's character, like the layers. Cause at first you just seen him, like we said, he was just the, the soldier just putting in work, kind of emotionless, cold hearted. And as time goes on, you start seeing him develop like a new persona that he's still, you know what I mean? When he has to, he's still going to get the job done, but it shows this, he has like a, a softer side, like with jukebox, even with this guy, even when he fell in love with the um the instructor at the meetings until she died. Renee, yeah. Yeah, Renee. So like it, it's it really I feel like that's what builds a character. Like, you know what I mean? When you're able to show and then also, right, because this is my in real life, this is my homie London. This is my guy. So it also is a testament to how good of an actor he is because he's not just placed in one dimension. When you have him play this role of now he's a loving father, he's nailing that. When he has to, you know, be the the South Side gangster, he's doing that. When he has to have compassion and resiliency and, you know what I mean? It's just... And it's so on top of all of that, I mean, he he's pretty multifaceted. Like, he's really, really good. On top of all of that, he still gets to be comic relief at some point. Yes. And even though he has this very, very... Like, he has very serious dialogue at times and very serious um things that he has to carry out. He has to, he has to carry out an assassination... He has to groom his daughter. He has to reprimand Kanan. He has, it's so many different things that this one character has to do. And I love that. I mean, this is, this is a testament to him, but also a testament to the writers and the creator, Sasha Penn, that they just don't put, I like that they don't just put black characters in one box. Like you just have to be serious all the time, or you're just going to be the serious gangster. You're going to be the queen pin and you're going to be be the yeah, and you're going to be the jokester. Whereas he can do all of those things and we get to see him play in different roles with different people. Especially like when he has uh, different scene partners, you get to see how they all play off of each other. It's actually pretty dope to see. Um, 
So I got three, I got three questions for you. Oh, wait, one, one more scene, and then you can ask me the three questions. Right. Is that okay? So yeah. I just want to talk about Tony Danza's character really quick. They they brought him in for questioning. They tried to... Um, I actually had a beef with this scene because they said something about fruit of the poisonous tree, and that's not really what fruit of the poisonous tree means. It is about prosecutorial misconduct, and if that was fruit of the poisonous tree, we would never be able to prosecute anybody in New York State or in any any state so i i just want y'all to just do your research on that guys uh, uh but anyway they brought him in for fish that weren't there just to get him in for questioning to ask him about sal baselli they obviously know he was a part of the reason why sal baselli was hit and that he was and he ended up getting let go because of them saying fruit of the poisonous tree and the gun couldn't count and they let him go anyway what's your three questions for me all right so one um would you say that um, Uncle Marvin is like, he's probably like, he might be the most important character in the family. Do you feel like he's the glue? Because that's how I feel. Uh, so, okay. I don't know if he's the glue yet. I, I would have to, after this season, I could tell you if he's the glue or not. I think that because he he's still working through his own relationships with his own daughter so he's not the familial glue yet although everyone still talks to him right now he's like I, instead of saying glue i'll say he's the liaison where everyone comes to marvin but yeah. he still doesn't get involved in trying to make everyone one cohesive unit yet yeah okay okay what's the other one uh the other one is so the scene when Kanan and um famous is um dishing out the drugs, do you believe that that was like the first sighting of like Tommy and Ghost? No. Okay. No, me either. I just started seeing mad <laughs> reviews and blogs saying that, and I'm like, they were like ten. So how are they out here doing that? They they definitely not. That's not that's not them. They they like yeah. they probably like yeah they probably around ten eleven at this point. Yeah. That's not them. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I see a bunch <laughs> of people saying that. They they want Tommy and Ghost like I know. I, I mean, I want them in there. I want them in there badly too, but I just know it's not Tommy. It's it's definitely not Tommy. It's not though. I don't think so because we already in. Here's one thing that I have learned with all of these shows, right? They know when to end it, right? They're not gonna belabor this. They're not gonna keep going. Right now we're in season three. They've already started filming season four. I don't know. I, you know, hopefully I get a chance to interview Sasha Penn uh, for this season. I don't know. There's no way that they see this going for seven, eight seasons. No, and even if it does. Run, it's going to run. I believe it's going to run the same course as the original cow. Yeah, that was six seasons. Six seasons. So I believe. And if, and next, next one is four. Right now we're in three. There'll be a four. So unless they do a significant time jump. I don't think that we're going to see Tommy and Ghost. And I know people love Ghost. They love Omari. Like, that is really what's happening. They have an attachment to Omari and Omari playing Ghost. But we're not going to get that again. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, he's not going to come back and play it. But I believe you don't get the full story of Kanan if you don't know what transpired with them to get to where he gets to now. Like, how it starts and how it goes there. So I believe in six seasons... I believe midway through the fourth season, we see them because we got, so think about this, right? Once we see Breeze, 
we got to see them because I believe it's going to be it's going to be some things that were left out the original power that really transpired that let you know why Keenan got to this level. Like they're part of they're part of that journey. OK, all right. OK, so you said three questions. Was that was that the last one or did you have to That was two. Right. Do you have another one? Yeah, yeah. The last oh, okay. one is just the last one is with you. It's just okay. um, I was gonna ask you how long have you been doing this? Oh, okay. So I have been doing this. Let me see. For the past, wow. I have been reviewing, like officially reviewing. I want to say for the past year and a half, almost two years. Because I know uh, last week or so last week when I interviewed uh, Shanley and Shanley is who plays Burke, that made almost a year to the date that I interviewed Tyson Hall. And Tyson Hall is who plays Sam. So that was a year. So it, it's been probably almost like, almost two years. So okay. it's been some time. <laughs> Not so fine. Super. <laughs> but we have more to come guys oh uh quick news bit for everyone so force has finally been renewed for season three i had no doubt in my mind that it was going to come back they had a phenomenal second season i know the first season was a little shaky for some people but <laughs> the second season was good i liked it and they're coming back for a third one and it has been officially named uh they are coming back i think they start filming hopefully they start filming in February, I think. I think it's either January or February they start filming. The last time we had one of the writers on the show, they had a lot of the episodes uh, written already. I think they had about seven to eight episodes already written. So they are probably going to start shooting uh, at some point in the start of the new year. So I am excited for Force to come back. Anything coming up for DNA that we should be looking for? Any battles coming up that you are going to be promoting? Um, no, nah, I don't have any battles coming up, but I got a couple other things coming up. Well, I can well, say, tell us about it. No, I can't. I can't really go into it, but stay oh, tuned. Yeah, 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 it's gonna happen sooner than later, though. Like soon, okay. like real soon. Like, well, what you can look out for from Mister DNA here is uh, on Fridays he drops yes. his reviews. So please head to his page, and you will see it. And we also repost them. So definitely uh, check out. DNA's review of episode 404 and let me tell y'all what is coming up on 404 so that this way you know so episode 404 titled in sheep's clothing airing on December 22nd 2023 written by Santa Sierra directed by Mr. Monty DeGraff and Monty DeGraff he has directed a lot of episodes this season I believe he, he does episode 8 9 does he have another one episode 8 9 and 4 so that, that's a couple seasons. That's more than any other director. <sighs> All right, Mr. DNA, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I can't wait to meet a person so we can do an actual, actual interview. We can talk about all things rap. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a pleasure talking about Razor Kaden with you. If you ever have any questions, please feel free to hit me up and I'll definitely be bothering you from time to time. I can't wait to hear your review for episode 404. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. See you soon. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>